it, it, I promise you it is an honor to, to be with you. I, I love the abbreviation of the ministry, PWAC. Where are you going to be, PWAC? <laughs> it's, it's not Wee, it's PWAC. You know, and, uh, and it's good. Praise God. Um, it, it's it's kind of interesting for, for always my heart's desires, wherever I go to, is just what do you want to say to the house? And it's, it's like all these things are stirring. And even when I'm flying in last night, I'm going, God, what are you saying? It almost seems like, like, like as I'm sitting here, it's like a different download than, than what I anticipated. And so, so I'm sitting there writing. I'm not trying to be rude, uh, but it's just like all of a sudden it's like when there's a shift, I, I just want to just try to be consistent and follow the, the, way, the way it's going in, in direction. And sometimes, you know, you're thinking, well, this is a great place, a, a great way to do it. I'm, I'm excited just see, seeing uh, this family come in. Are, is the family still here that was just prayed for? Uh, where, are, are they still here? They didn't. Great. That, that's that's tremendous. It just part of, part of what I sense that the Lord was saying for for the house is is that that you're going to be a house underneath assignments and and the assignment uh, just just it's interesting whenever somebody gives you an assignment. I mean, think think about when you're a kid and maybe your your, your parents told you go out go take out the trash. I mean, that's your assignment. Go feed the animals. Go feed. I mean, you, you have little jobs you you had to do. But when God gives you an assignment, I, I want you to go and fulfill what I've called you to do. And there, there's a destiny, a destiny point of, of fulfillment of, of whenever you meet, you hear from God, you walk it out, and then you find that there's a fulfillment of what God sent you out to do. Um, it, it's, it's not like just, just go feed the dogs and the dogs are going to be there. When Jesus tells his disciples there, there, there's going to be a, a cult that's never been ridden on. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you an assignment to something that you haven't seen, but as I send you out, there you're going to see that which I've called you to do. Uh, it, it's it's the faith walk that I don't see it, but I've heard it, and I'm going to walk into that. And and just my sense again is, is that God is establishing you not, not as as a company of believers. The, the word company is, is that intertwining of, of people that have come together that God's establishing. It's like a threefold cord when you look up company. It's a tremendous assignment, but I see that assignment of the company that, that's walking underneath an assignment. The church is a company going in and establishing the call of God that he's called you to, to fulfill. And when you're walking into a place of fulfillment of destiny, it, it's, it's, it's a place where it's like, like the emerging of, of, of two companies coming together. One is when man meets God. Uh, there's always war with the spirit and the flesh. So when the Lord gives you an assignment and you're going to begin walking it out, there's war in the flesh of, of did I hear God, is it God, and, and does it even look like God? Whenever the Lord sends you out, I mean, the flesh wants to conquer the spirit and the spirit vice versa. And when we, when we give to the Holy Spirit, when we just literally give in, God, you've called me and I believe we're walking in a, in a place of obedience according to the word of God. Uh, there, there's something about when you meet and embrace the call that God comes. It's not just destiny, but, but it's, it's that fulfillment of, of its time. Uh, it, it's that Kairos time. You, you're walking into a fulfillment that God gave to you, and it seemed like, did we blindly run into God, but yet you heard from the beginning, God said go, and he's meeting you with an assignment. What, what does an assignment mean? I mean, anything. 
anything God wants to say, anything. Go do good works. Go, go get your wife. Go, go get her a glass of water. She's always been serving you. Now go serve her. I mean, what, 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 is, what, what are the assignments? I mean, is it, could it even be as simple as something, doing something in the house? And we're thinking this great grandiose ideas of, you know what, man, God's going to call me to the nations. And we're going, and yet the Lord's calling us to serve. I mean, right where we are. Maybe at work, I mean, you're, 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 you're fulfilling a, 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 fellow, a fellow person's needs. I mean, just, just right next to him. You went and got him a cup of coffee. I mean, you didn't have to. But, but what about assignments that God sends you in that, that are just, and he sends you in this mobility? Maybe it's just that assignment of, of I wasn't looking, I didn't hear, I don't hear like you do. But, but yet you're, you're called by the Spirit of God, born again believer, and God says, go pick up the trash that somebody else just dropped, but it's not mine. And all of a sudden, I mean, you're just, you're just, it's like, am I programmed to do something? Uh, it, it's, it's interesting whenever you take something that, that's not your cause and it becomes yours in the steps that the Lord's ordered. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I mean, he's, his principle are, he's, I've got steps ordered for you and I'm going to bring you in. If you'll walk, if you'll believe me, I'll bring you into that. And you'll see that, that it's not just the collision of flesh uh, with the spirit, but you'll find that there's a collision of the spirit carrying you into a place of destiny. It's interesting, I heard my pastor speak this one time. He said, why don't you guys go in and take a buggy out of the parking lot and go put it up? And it's like, it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, you're right, it, it isn't yours. But all of a sudden, you're doing something that's an action, and it's not necessarily that the Spirit just literally conveyed you, go do that, and it's like, okay. I mean, we're not robotic. I mean, you know, we're a mobile people, and we're not puppets. God's not pulling strings. But he loves it whenever we're a people of action. I mean, when we just say, you know what? I mean, I'm doing something for someone else. Uh, how spiritual is this? I mean, you know what? It, it's something that, that, that God looks into. You know, you did something that, that was beyond, that, that was even a, a place that, that was a mobility. Uh, I, I'm thinking about a scripture, and in, in it's the, the part of Zechariah. Zechariah 4, 6, it, it, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It's the last part. There's an encouragement that, 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 that when we see this scripture, not by might, uh, nor by power. I mean, the, the, this might. It, it's not by your army, Zerubbabel. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not your army that's going to win this, but it's by my power and by my might. When God sends you out by the Spirit of a living God, you're walking in, in, into something that seems and might seem frustrating at, at the first. But, it, but I'm going to tell you this, that part of your day here is new beginnings. Part of what happens to here is, is days of fulfillment. It, it, it's when people walk in and say, you know, it, it's more than just a Christmas play I came to. I came to find that God brought me to my destiny, that, that it came to, to roll back the time of my life to heal. Uh, you know, I was asking if you guys were still here in the house because I felt that, that it was such a day as that, that you would walk into to things that, that were the assignments that God would lead you, God's brought you, and that you're walking into your inheritance. What does it look like? You know, sometimes we're, we're, we're going to places where we have a different expectancy. We have there's this agenda. You know, I, I want to see the Christmas story, and, and that's awesome. That's well, well to do. And, and, and I believe, you know, that, that it just it stirs. I, I love 
things of tradition. I, I do. And, and yet there's some things that are so non-traditional. And, and it's like, which way do you go? Which way to go? But being led by the Spirit takes you in, into an arena that's different. But it's, it's not just a life cycle. Life cycle is just we're around the mountain another time, another time. But when you're led by the Spirit of a living God, you've got something that's brand new every day. Something new whenever you hit your feet from the, from the bed and you're, you're touching ground. It's like, God, what do you want to do? Or, yesterday is past. I ate the manna for that day. I can't eat yesterday's manna. That's old. But I've got something new by the Spirit of God. And when he says, my word is alive, uh, he's, he's living word. And, and you're taking the tangible word. You read that, what you gave. Uh, it, it's, it, it's amazing that when John speaks about the volumes of the book, couldn't contain I've got this condensed book, and it's enough that you can live your life in. It's not this massive encyclopedia. It's not the Britannica. It's something that this is my word. It's written, and I've given it to you. It's amazing the Bible that we carry that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. It's the word that's been fought for. Lives have, have been laid down to. They've literally lost their lives for the word of God. Men will find that it's the treasure of the word. That It's just not, not an old book. It's not stale. It's not dry. But it's the life that, that we hold to. And Jesus is the word. He's the fulfillment of the word. What is it about fulfilling destiny? What is it about fulfilling the word and the counsel? Well, when we look at the life of Jesus, we're going to look just quickly at Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 17. Uh, it, it's a place where very, very familiar uh, to where Jesus is, is, is walking into a day of uh, not just encounter, but, but a day of, of fulfillment. Uh, can you say fulfillment? When you fulfill the scripture that God's called you to, what, what has God called you to do? I mean, just come to church, get a little yawn in, got your day planned out. But, but what if God called you in and said, this day I'm going to cause you to walk in my amazing grace. I've called you to walk as a supernatural people that, that circumstances are it's like a wall. I'm going to take you over it. I'm going to take you around it. But you're going to go through the circumstances of life. And I'm going to call you to fulfill the destiny. I'm going to start bringing you as a people, as a church, as a company of believers on the assignments of God. And you as an individual, as part of this church, you're, you're coming into a corporate agreement. Corporate's powerful. Corporate is, is when we all came together in, in one, one mind, one heart, and we believe God. You, you see that, that when Jesus, when he's in the midst of, of a house and the men can't get through, there, there's four men that come together. They come into corporate agreement. When the church comes into corporate agreement the church isn't divided it's a house that believes when you come together with one thought one belief we believe God for all of his word God can send us out his spirit can meet us and we're called to walk he can take you individually and begin to walk you escort you in the day when you're not in the church but yet you're in agreement that we're part of this company of believers Different people come in as pastor keeps look, looking. Who's new here today? I mean, it, it's just, it, it's no wonder that, that God brings in the new in. I mean, wh- why is it? I, I, I believe that, that God is. He's, it's not just, it's not fresh meat that we can go, oh, grab hold of. It, it, it's, it's just God's bringing in a people that are being led by the Holy Spirit. I, I absolutely believe this, that there's something about direction. It's something about God giving you not just only a verse of Scripture, but He's giving you the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, if you can grab 
grab that, that God gave you the word of the Lord. When the word of the Lord comes, it gives life. The Spirit gives life. And when God gives life in the Word right there, all of a sudden something happens in your body. When Pastor Keith took the tallit, he said, where's the tallit? Go get the tallit. Put it around. There's something about putting something about faith with an action. Um, I've been looking at, looking at the different things that happen, but, but I want to stick with assignment and fulfilled. And when we, when we look at this... Uh, and we're looking also at a Talit coming around, the daughter of the Lord right here. There's something about that's tangible. I can touch it, and I can believe it. And when God brings you in, in, into a place of your destiny and say, I can't see it, but God wants you to see it. I can't see my destiny. All I hear is just you're talking a word, but it has no meaning until I step into it. It's like, what are you going to wear today? I mean, you know, decision, decision. What are you going to wear today? What are you going to put on today? I'm going to church. What are you going to wear today? I mean, it's like decision number one. Click, click, click. What are you going to eat? I'm hungry, Mom. I mean, you got the kids pulling in. But everything you come here, there's something that's, I didn't see it, but God had a destiny for my life. And, and, and we get stuck of, I'm just this. I, I'm, I'm the plumber. I, I'm, I'm the mill worker. I'm the farmer. I'm, I'm you know, the salesman. I, I'm this. I'm the clerk. I'm, I, I work here. I, I work for someone else. I mean, it's, I'm the mom. I'm the housewife. I'm the dad. It's just what's life. But yet God says, I brought you into the world, I believe, with an action and with assignments. When he takes us outside of the norm and he begins to bring us into it, it's like the deposit of the Spirit says, come and follow me. Being led by the Spirit, he, oftentimes God doesn't warn us, but he begins to turn us. He'd rather turn us by the wink of the eye rather than by the bit and the bridle. The horse is led by the bit and the bridle. You pull on the horse, you can turn his head. But, but when you're led by the Spirit, you're like a people that, that when you're watching eye to eye, and the Lord says, come here and follow me, I'm going to lead you to a people that haven't even known me. It's something about that you'll find that, that if you've ever talked to somebody about Jesus Christ, it can be a number of things. It can be numbing, uh, mind-boggling, knees-knocking, but, but yet it can also be, be that, that leap of your heart of, of God, we spoke for you. We, we, we were, you. You called us to be an instrument that was a mouthpiece that somebody began to declare the Lord Jesus. What I want to look at just, just quickly on, on the scripture in Luke chapter 4, verse 17, uh, it was a story, and there was delivered, speaking about Jesus, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. I mean, it's all personalized. The Spirit of the Lord. This was written before he was born, before he was born to the earth. The prophet received the scripture in Isaiah. There's a, there's a fulfillment. He's walking in, in, into the scripture. And this day he walks into the temple and he takes up the word and he begins reading it. And here's a man, the son of God, the son of man. The Son of God is taking the Word, and He's walking in the destiny of His life. This day, there's a fulfillment of the Scripture of the Word. I want to tell you as we finish reading this right here, that, that there's something about walking into the destiny, the fulfillment on this day. Is it your birthday? Well, somebody may have a birthday this day. I mean, you've got a number of people. But, but when you're walking in something that's spiritual, and the Lord says, I'm bringing you into your day, this day, it's my day. Okay, it's the Lord's Day. It's not just we came to go through a Sunday ritual. You can get ritualistic, but, but it's something about when the Lord says, you know, who will gather in my name? Let's finish the scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance 
to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That scripture that he fulfilled, you fulfill. When the Bible says put on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're putting on the word of God. You're putting on the Lamb of God. You're putting on this day. There's something about fulfilling what God's called you to. He's walking into a day that, that was an actual day, just like today is. I don't even know what the date is. December what? I mean, 13th. It's a great day. This this day has never been before. This day has never been before. Everything that proceeds is is that which is ahead of us. And we're walking into the, the destiny because even the rest of the day hasn't come. You don't even know what's around the corner. I mean, right now we're in one place and we're fulfilling a scripture. By the Spirit of God, he brings us. Sometimes our wives are bringing us. Sometimes our husbands are saying, let's go. I mean, sometimes what brought you in? But God got you here. Can, can, can we go with that? Can we come into agreement with, hey, God's brought me here. And all I know is, is I've got a right now time. I'm sitting, this is now. But God's got something that's abiding for us as a house, as a people that, that we're about to walk into. We're about to walk into assignments that may walk in the door. <laughs> there might be somebody sick that may just come in the house and he's made you ready. Had you not been here today, then, then you may not have seen part of the fulfillment that God brought you to. It, it, it's simple, but I believe it's just like the laying on the hands. When, when Timothy has hands laid on him, he's prophesied uh, that there's a fulfillment that becomes tangible. The his, his Papa and the Lord reminds him, do you know that, that there was a fulfillment on that day? It, it, it's like a mantle. When you put it on, it's, it's, you got to wear it. Sometimes whenever the kids are going outside, you're reminding them, put on your coat, put on your parka if you were up in a different, maybe north, put, put on your raincoat, I mean, for, for the elements. But what if the Lord said, I want to remind you today, put on the full armor of God? What if the Lord began to tell you, I, I've called you to put on the mantle that I've given to you as a church. I want you to fulfill the assignment that I've given you. Mantles are very distinct and, and they're for a distinct person. It's not just generic. You've got to understand that each one of you are made in the image of God, distinctly made, uniquely made, and we all have a different facial characteristics, but yet we're all made in the image of God. And, and God likes it. He not only likes it, but, but, but he inquired, how shall we make man? And we shall make man in, in, in our image. There's discussion on man, and yet there's a fulfillment. How will man walk? If he's made in my image, will he walk in my image? Will he walk like my son walks? Will he declare like my son goes? And will he do the things that I've called him to? And as we're reading in Scripture, Jesus stands up in bodily form. He's been in the presence of God Almighty, sent to earth. He's fulfilled that, born, but yet it's his birthright on this day. One day in particular, he stands up, typically at the 30th. At the, we understand that 30 years is the beginning of, of the ministry. And he goes into the temple as was his custom. In other words, he, he, he was there where the word was. This may be customary to you. Just We go to church on Sunday. We do this as a family. We do this because it's not just good, but there's something about God fulfilling something that's supernatural have you ever gotten shocked by electricity have you ever just touched one of those cow wires and saw i mean to a dare i mean it's just like just boom 
gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like that unexpected, all of a sudden it's like, Psh, this is natural, and I don't want any more to do with it. I don't like electricity. I, I know that there's something in it, but it's a good thing. I mean, it's running the lights. It's running this. It's, it's one thing about whenever you touch the hand of God, you touch God, and something happens inside of you. It's just, again, like, like a picture of the tallit. When the woman goes, there's something about not just surprise, surprise. It's not like a gomer pie going, surprise, surprise. I can't, don't even want to say it like he does. But it's something about when God turns around, when the Lamb of God walks, and there's a suddenly because someone's touched me. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just, it's, I love it so much because who's going to touch God, and yet God came to touch a people for assignments. It, it's, like, it's not like a deck of cards, you'll go here, you'll go here, you'll go here. But yet he has personalized, I've called you into marriage, marriage with the Lamb. I've called you not to wonder about who I am, but to know who you are. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're getting married, wouldn't you think that you'd know the bride-to-be? I mean, you better know her a little bit. I mean, you better know her in detail that you're going to spend the rest of your life together. I mean, would that not be, I mean, I think that'd be a pretty good, pretty good action. I mean, it's not like a, a blind date and we're getting married on the same date, but, but you have an interaction. You know what? Jesus knew you before you were, and he's called you, and he said, I'm in love. It's not just a love affair. It's a love relationship that I've come to walk with man. I've come to dwell with man, and I've called you as my bride, and that you can walk where I walk. It's something about fulfilling the destiny that, that he's called us to. Let me finish. And, and after he reads the word, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, he closes the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sits down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. It's something about what happened to me on this day. Uh, the clock of time. My gosh, man, I was 30 years old. I mean, I was 40 and 50. I mean, it's like time of life. And, you know, when you're young, it, it's like you have all life. I mean, you, you don't worry about these things. Not that I'm worried, not that we are worried, but it's all of a sudden it's yesterday's gone and what's today bring? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It didn't bring bad news. It brings good news. The Word of God's with us. There, there's something about when the Lord begins to, to bring manna to a people and they pick it up daily. Uh, and, and, and all of a sudden, it, it becomes blasé. It's, it's the same bread, it seems. And, and all of a sudden, it looks alike. Uh, it has the same taste. Year after year, we've, we've eaten the word over and over. And we've tried to make everything we can out of manna. But, but yet, all of a sudden, it seems like the lack and the luster. Or, or just, you know, it, on that first day when it came, it was so exciting. It was supernatural. We saw it. But every day, we begin to go out and pick it up. And it almost became irrelevant i mean just like what is it in our life but but that day that you picked up the word and all of a sudden he opened your eyes in the spirit and said this is my word i am the word and, and we say you know what it's the lord and, and and the lord begins to speak to his people through his word and by his word it's like something different whenever you catch it, it it's it's something that couldn't be explained but it was something like electricity you know, or, or like a hot plate. You can tell the kids all day long, don't touch it. But the day that they touch it, it's like, boom, I know that's hot. It's, it's one day whenever the Lord touches you physically, spiritually, opens your eyes, and it's like, I'm never the same. 
I never could be, never would be. I'm not going back to the way I was. I mean, I'm not going to walk in the old pathways. I know that someone loves me beyond the natural. I mean, your husband may love you. Your wife may love you. I mean, it's just you may maybe be even having a fight. I mean, even right now. But you know one thing, that, that God's put a love, that his love will never be broken. God came to heal the brokenhearted. God came to step beyond our borders. This day, more than just assignments, there's something about the body when it walks in wholeness and in fulfillment. It's something about the spirit of living God when he begins to take us from a lukewarm place to a place that's spiritual. He said, I'd rather you be hot and cold. Ananias in Acts chapter 9 walks in a new place. He's walking into a place of fulfillment. And, and when you look at Acts, and let's, let's read it just, just quickly for that one. And, um, I, 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 love, I love calls, but it's not like leaving a calling card. It, it's, it's that which God calls us to. There, there, there are men, and this man, Ananias, ha- has a call in his life. I hope I've got his name right. I'm writing it down. Um, it is. I think about Ananias and Sapphira. It's the two that get in trouble, and Ananias is another one that's getting woke up. He's the good guy, all right? I believe, I believe again, God wants us to talk about the good guy here for just a minute right here, and uh, not somebody just sold out uh, in, in the opposite direction. But, but in Ananias, this chapter 9, and let's, let's look, just, just, we'll just pick it up at verse 9. And here's a conversation. The, the, the Lord's speaking to him, uh, to Ananias. And Saul is, is the one that's breathing down, down, down the necks of the church. He's going, there's persecution going on. And, and at this point in time where we're picking up the scripture, is, is Saul has, has been blinded by God. I mean, we're right around verse 9. And, and speaking about Saul, whose name is going to be changed to Paul, we're, we're talking about Paul at this time, but, but he was Saul at that time. Verse 9, chapter 9, 9. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. Could be Bob, could be Sam, could be you. But, but there was a certain disciple. Any one of us, it didn't say apostle, didn't say prophet, just said a disciple, one, one who's going to follow the Lord. And, and here he is, there's a certain disciple of, at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into, street, go into the street which is called Straight. I, I, I like that, Straight Street. I mean, you know, we've got all different kinds of names, but not, I mean, why do they name it? Probably because it was straight. <laughs> Probably so. Well, we used to live on the Loop Road. Why? Because it was a loop. <laughs> so where are you going? I'm going down the straight street and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's praying. He prayeth. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Now Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how how much evil he's done to the saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on his name. But the Lord said unto him, it's like you can have a conversation all that long, but I've got something else to say. And the Lord says, go your way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I'll show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way, and he entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, have sent me. 
Church, I'm talking to you today that, that you can be just like anybody. We're, we're ordinary people. We're just like Ananias. And the Lord can invade your day, invade your conversation. I've got a man down the road that I've got an assignment on his life. Nobody knows it, but I've called you to go in. Paul's going to talk about this man. I believe it's about three different times he will talk about this man, Ananias. He'll talk about a man who heard the voice of God. He was blind, and by vision, in his blindness, God shows him vision. I, I love it. He physically can't see. He's fasting and praying. All of a sudden, God's got Saul's attention. Uh, you're blinded. He see, has seen the Lord. He's physically blinded on the outskirts of, of man. He can't see. He's in darkness. But yet God shows him a vision as he's fasting and praying, visual in his mind's eye. He sees something supernatural. He sees a man coming, and his name is Ananias. The Lord's told him and shown him there's a waiting. There's something about there's people out there waiting for your fulfillment, that you might fulfill the destiny that you're called into. There's something about an ordinary man that all of a sudden he becomes walking in an extraordinary God by an extraordinary call on your life. And something about the supernatural living God that says, will you follow me? And all of a sudden on that day, it wasn't an ordinary day, but you begin to testify. God called me up to speak. God called me to say something to you, sir. Sir, I'm just an ordinary man. Can I pray for you? Because I've felt that I've heard God. When you become ones that are sent out, and I believe that that's part of, of why I'm reading it. I'm sorry that it seems to be laborious in some parts, but I believe it's just, I wanted to bring you to the point that on that day that Jesus, he read the scripture, there was a fulfillment, and there's a fulfillment here in this house. It says a chapter turned, today's a brand new day, and God says, I'm come to take ordinary people as you are, because I've made you in my own image i've called you to walk like i walked where i walk and to whom i send you to jesus wakes up ananias and he says i'm going to send you out because this is a chapter of your life and paul is going to know that not only is this man sent when he walks in the doors but there's going to be a fulfillment of blind eyes are about to be open it's something about a supernatural it's it's not it's not like we walk around with a safety kit or we walk around with a first aid kit but we walk with the word of god inside of us and when we walk walk with the spirit we begin to listen to the spirit and we begin to have orders and assignment and jesus says he says my sheep know my voice you know we, we equate it i mean i, I humorously I, I can listen to the dogs we have three golden retrievers and, and when my wife when georgette when she's away when, when she's dry i can't even hear the vehicle but i'll hear the dogs and, and they hear beyond what my hearing is i mean you know you know what i'm saying and they begin to get excited they begin to jump around because they hear the car and they know mama's coming in you follow what i'm saying it's like somebody in the family's driving up and i'm hearing it's something about there's excitement in heaven when god when one of his not just students but when one of his daughters when one of his sons begins to hear i'm hearing for the first time i'm hearing and it's breaking out of the natural and i'm breaking into a realm of the spirit and i'm hearing the voice of god there's excitement in heaven because because God says, God's, I'm not trying to liken God to an animal by any means, but there's excitement whenever there's something about hearing the voice of God. And he said, I'm sending you out. I'm sending you into the streets. And it may be a straight street to you. It may be downtown, but I'm sending you into the streets. I'm sending you into the highways and the byways. I'm sending you to the broken heart. I'm sending you to fulfill my word. See, when you're fulfilling the Lord's word, you're walking in, into the, uh, an arena to where the enemy has had full course and full freedom. I, I was looking at, Deb, I was looking at, at I'd never noticed this, but I was looking at, at, at your license tags. Uh, and, and, and on the back of, of it, it says liberty. 
and that liberty, I mean, what, what, what an understanding of can't we walk into the liberty or freedom that God's called us to. There's something about when somebody is free. It's something about when we were kids, we used to, we used to practice with weights. I mean, you know, we were young guys, and we, we, I don't know if we were turning the magazines, and it was kind of looking at, at the guy going and kicking the dirt, and here's a little skinny, scrawny guy. And, man, we got to start working out, man. We were three buddies, and we'd take the weights, man, the big brother's head, and we'd start pumping the iron, man. We'd just start pumping the iron, trying to work out. And we'd put on the leg weights, and we'd run, 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 run. But whenever we took them off and then we ran, it was like our legs were about pop us in the cheek. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because the weights were off. It's something about whenever the weights come off. I'm not talking about physical, but I'm talking about spiritually. When God says, you've dined with me, I fed you the meal of my word. I'm going to begin quickening. I'm going to prosper you in the way. You're ones that are Christ-like, called Christians. You're going to be sent out on assignments. The Lord has opened his word. Every day you've had the word. Every day we've had the opportunity to read his word. But the Lord's giving you his word this day, and I'm going to send you out as a company of people, not defeated, but ones made ready. When you walk out of here, there's something about God made me ready because I had a blind spot. Something about having a, a blind spot in your eyes. I, I've, I've ministered to people in just in different times. I remember one lady in particular, she had uh, what they were, there, there were these little, it was these black spots. She would, when she would look at people, it was like black spots, large black spots, and, and, and she could see them. Some would call them floaters, but, but th- these were so large, it was as a blindness. And it was just like a meeting like this, and the Lord invaded the territory of where we were, and God healed her. And it wasn't about a man's hands. And on that day, the Lord opened up her eyes. And, and she testified, the Lord met me on that place. And it is sometimes things that, that they're looking to give an accolade toward a man. And, and you, you take it and you say, it's him. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm, I want to tell you, is, is don't doubt because what God's given you is the fullness of his word. And this is a fulfillment today that the Lord said, I've incorporated you as my army. And I am sending out. The Lord is sending you out. Church, this is not just we're going to put a sign over a house for people to come in. The Lord is sending you outside of the house. I, I told you guys, it seems like, like not too long ago, that like a shirt, he's turning us inside out. He's turning the church inside out. We, we, we've been so inside, and the Lord said, I'm taking your destiny outside. And it's like you're wearing it, and somebody says, your collar's showing. I mean, you're wearing your shirt inside, your seam's showing. Let me tell you this, when the Lord puts his garments on his people, it's it's something when you look at the garments, when when you start looking at robes, when you start looking at coats, when you start looking at tallits, when you start looking at mantles, what is put on a man. When you look at Jesus at his garment right there, we, we see it's very descriptively spoken of. He could wear it inside, outside. His garment was without seam. It was a seamless garment, he could wear it anywhere. He could walk, he could walk with the lowest in, of, of all to the highest. And yet he could wear it in the temple, outside the temple. And yet even in the day of, of, of where he's going on the cross, e- even the soldiers, they wouldn't tear it because it was a garment that, that was like no other. What Jesus wears, he said, I want you to wear the garment that I wear. 
It's something about when you start investigating the priestly garments, how they were specifically made, how they were made for Aaron and his sons, and how they were fittingly made. And, and when Moses places them on, there's a cleansing that takes place. There's something about when you're walking in robes. It, it's, it's not like, like a church choir coming on, but it's something about when the robes of Christ come on a man, come on a woman, and we're walking and we're a new generation. We're disciples of Christ. And it's not an arrogancy of, of you know, we're, we're, we're walking a stature of, you look at me, but, 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 but we walk in as servants, one sent out by God on assignment, and it's like, have you ever asked the Lord, Lord, send me? Apostles are sent ones, and the Lord has an, an apostolic assignment on the house, ones that are being sent out. Pastor didn't say, could, could, could you call in a pep rally to, to raise up a church that we can fill all the chairs? God will do that. He's in the house. Why did somebody come here for a meeting? Because God came to heal and set captives free. There's something about when you look at garments, whenever we see the, the, the garment that, that's, that's on Elijah, and, and we're going to see the mantle, takes the mantle, and he throws it on Elisha. What, what does this mean? I mean, does something happen to him? I mean, it's a powerful garment that, that Elijah wears. The same physical garment that this man will wear, he's going to take off this, this coat, and he's gonna, when he's going to walk, he's going to walk to the waters, and he's going to take that garment, and he's going to literally hit the waters with it, and there's going to be a parting of the waters, and he's going to walk over on dry ground. Is there anointing in the garment? You know, or, or, is, or is the one who wears it, are they anointed? Um, you know, you can war back and forth. Paul is going to take garments. They're gonna, they're, there's going to be cloths. They're going to be sent out. There's going to be healings. that's going to take place. But I want to tell you, you have favor, and you have favor by God. God's chosen you. We are a chosen generation, uh, a, a, a royal priesthood called into his image, but called into his destiny. When you start, again, looking at, at coats and you're looking at garments, what is it about what God's called this house to wear? I mean, is it a sleeveless garment? I mean, or, or is it too big for anybody to wear? When, when I started lo looking at the garments right there, I, I, I was looking at, at, at one of, one of the, the, the ones that I, I like, not just Joseph, you know, which is multicolored, but, but I like Samuel's garment. I, I, I like Samuel. Samuel. Samuel's a little boy, dedicated by his mom, dedicated, given to the Lord, said, this is our gift to God. Couldn't have children, and God, we, we, we were chosen. Every year, Samuel's mom would, would come to the temple. Every year, she would come, and she would have a new coat for him. And as I began to look at, at, at about the coats and the mantles, I, I began to look at, you know what? There's something that's made for each one of us that, that God has. God has a mantle that you individually, purposely will wear. There's something corporately that you'll wear also that, that's, that's a garment of the house. But there's something about, about the garment that's bigger than you are. But, but every year, Samuel's growing and he's growing into the coat that he's called to. Uh, it's something about this call that, you know, we're not there yet, but, but yet we're growing into it. I saw a picture of my pastor, and the Lord showed me a coat, and the coat was literally it was like, like a little kid putting on his dad's coat. Arms were down past his arms, I mean, past his hands. But yet it was a coat that the Lord was growing him into that he'd fulfill the coat. When Joseph, when he would place the coat was given to him, his father made the coat for him. Is the Father in heaven has made a coat for you, not just multicolored, not just as one stands out, but, but the Father stands out to give you a coat that, that's different. It's like a calling that he placed on the house, that he placed on you personally. When, when, when you're wearing it, there's something about others may despise, but the Father rejoiced in giving you that which is personal by him.
what do you want even on this day? There's something about wearing a coat and, and the weather doesn't call for it. But, but yet God calls for a mantle and a coat that's bigger than you are. And when David, when he's going to battle and he's going into war, Saul wants him to put on an armor that, that's not his. I've never tried it. I've never proven it. I can't wear what another man wears. You can't wear another man's armor. You're not made like your pastor. I'm not either. There, 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 there's, there's, there are multiple prophets, and, and I'm not like any other prophet. I, I, I am, the, the Lord has custom-fitted a garment that I couldn't wear another man's garment. You've been custom-fitted, made in the image of God, to wear a garment that the Lord has chosen for you to wear. It's the priesthood. You know, are we call, called to minister? Absolutely. Are we all called like one another? We're, we're, we're made in his image to do that which he's called us to do, to fulfill. What happens whenever we, we begin wearing these garments? Well, it, it, it's, 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 it's tremendous to see that, that there's unique things begin to happen. Uh, God, God begins to, to put on something that's bigger than each one of us. But, but yet there's an anointing about the garment. There's something about when God places on it and said, I'm ready to put on the, the priesthood. I'm ready to put on the garment that God chose for me, that God made for me. It's something about when you've been asleep and the Lord throws a mantle on you and says, now arise, follow me. When Elijah, when he takes the mantle and he throws it on Elijah and he says, follow me, he's coming underneath the covering of the mantle. The covering of the mantle, is, it's, it's like the Spirit of the Lord. There's a covering that, that will shroud you. It's a covering that's in display. The coat is as the glory. It, it's when you begin looking up the Scripture and you, and you begin seeing the coat is shrouded in glory. It, it, it's, it's that which the Lord places upon a man to walk into a realm that's bigger than you. When you're walking in assignments, God puts a mantle on the house that's a house covering. There's the covering of the house. It's you come into the house. You're part of a body. You come together as multiple people, but you come underneath the assignment or the calling of the house. It's again when we came in and we came in as one accord. We're all individual, but yet individually we make up the church. Individually, you have your own assignments. Individually, you have your own coat. Individually, you walk. Individually, you're like an Ananias. Who am I? I'm, I'm just a somebody on a Sunday? No way. You're absolutely designed by God, created in the image of your maker. And he says, even from the youngest in our house to the oldest in this house, you're created in his image to wear that which he's designed. He said, put on the full armor of God. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You're wearing in something that's fittingly made for you to walk in assignments that the creator's called you to do what well, today is a suddenly little sister I, w- I want to tell you this that, that when the talit was placed on you today was a fulfillment in your life it was a suddenly of, of not only scripturally but god gave it was like a birthing on, on that one day it's like when life enters in your body it's on that one day you know something has happened there there's something's transpired there's something transpiring in this body where the lord says i'm throwing my mantle upon you when elisha walks with elijah and on that day he asks him a, a pertinent question what do you want? He's trying to push him on this side and this side. He said, I want a double portion of the spirit that's upon you. I don't want your garment. I want the spirit that's upon you. The spirit was the covering. The mantle was physical. But what he's going to have is the fellowship. He's been walking underneath. When he first threw it over him, that covering, you're coming underneath this covering. (laughs) 
you're, come, you're walking underneath the mantle I have for you. On that day, when you see this fulfillment, if the Lord opens your eyes, there's going to be a fulfillment of what you're going to have. There's something about God came to give you personally that wasn't another man's. But when you see it, he, be, he picks up what his papa had laid down for him. There's something about your father in heaven that's laid up a mantle that nobody else has. Who made the mantle for Elijah? Well, they don't tell us. But is he a son? Absolutely. Was he, given, was he given something that was from above? All good gifts come from the Father above. Is, is it a hand-me-down? No way. <laughs> Your Father in heaven has made you a coat that's bigger than anything we can wear, but you're going to grow into it. You're going to begin walking into it. The slaves may hang down. It's like David, the call on David on his life right there. David, you, you have a king's calling on your life. And yet David, is, 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 he's a psalmist. He's a warrior. Uh, he's a priest. Uh, he's, he's a prophet. He's a king. But yet, when he's called, he's a shepherd. Where are you? God, I'm just somebody hanging out in the pew. Seems like I'm here day in and day out. And God says, not so. You're my son. You're my daughter. And you're made in my image. That which the Father has given me, I give to you. See, you abide in me. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified. It's something about asking the Father, Father, I want the mantle. I want the coat that you have for me. It's, I may not see it in design, but there's something that's supernatural that God says, this day you'll walk in the destiny. On that day that Elijah walks by and he throws it on, it was a someday. It was that day. Purposefully, he didn't say December 16th or, or 13th. It was on that day that it was thrown on him. He picks it up and he runs. And he goes and says, it's this day. I mean, a fulfillment of the day. I'm going to begin walking in that which God God's called me to in a new assignment. Church, that's all I came to tell you, is that the assignment is, is placed on you. God did not loosely throw a garment and say, I wonder who's going to catch it today. It's not like you're going to a wedding and, and they turn around and somebody's going to launch, it's going to launch, you know, the flowers, the bouquet, and, and hopefully somebody's going to beat somebody up, dive on them, and you're going to end, end up in the most, you know, wanted videos, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like, like, like you know, you're grabbing these things, you're falling, but, but if I grab it, I may get married. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, what are you grabbing today? God has not loosely thrown a garment. He said, this is the garment that I made for you. The house has a garment. The house has an assignment. This is covering. It's bigger than you. God's turning us inside out. Those that are coming in, they're coming in because why? Because the Lord's presence is in the house. I love that garment. It's seamless. It wasn't divided. It couldn't be divided because it was going to be passed on. Let me tell you this. When Aaron, when he's going up, when his time is fulfilled, that garment that's on him is about to be placed on his son. The sons and daughters have a mantle that's been given to you before time was. The assignment that God has for the church is that you'll walk in it. Did I see it? I don't see a garment that's even made for me. I remember asking the Lord, 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 I, I, I want to have a crown to throw at your feet. I mean, it's just personal, okay? Just, I'm telling you, just like, what do you want? God, I, I, want, I want a crown. You know, I, I read in Revelation, you know, the elders, they're, they're taking the golden crowns, and, and they're, you know, they're giving the Lord glory, and they're throwing it. It's like, man, this is costly, precious. The elders... The wise men, the chosen one, 24 elders, they're, they're going to fall to their knees. They're going to take their crowns, and they're throwing it before the throne room of God. You're worthy. And I'm asking the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm asking him for one thing. God, I want to have a crown to, to, to literally to, to throw to you. The Lord gave me a vision of my crown. It was the most humble-looking thing. 
It was not gold. It was base. It was cloth. There wasn't any rubies. I mean, what he showed me was like, God, I don't feel like I've got anything to throw to you. But my father had something that he would place on my head. And it was the most humble looking thing. It wasn't beautiful like like the garments that I wish I could have had. But I know this, I I want to have a garment that my father gave me. I want to have something that's bigger than I am, that my father chose for me. My mom made me a coat, and and, and, and I'm, I'm an older guy. And and my mom, my mom was a seamstress. I mean, she, she just, I mean, in, in every right, she could, she could do coats and all that kind of stuff. And and we're all adults, we're grown kids. And when I was coming up, my, my mom would, would would make us coats. And we have a picture, and I'm wearing this coat that's just, it's multi-striped. It's a Joseph coat, and, and it stands out. And I remember standing. I mean, we're little guys. Whenever we're, we're, we're having it for our Easter, and my mom stayed up all night long. I, I remember. I mean, into the morning. For each one of us that we were on Sunday, we went to the Presbyterian Church, but every one of our kids were, were decked out wearing these sewn coats. We didn't look, I mean, uh, whose fashion was it? My mom had made it for us, and we were wearing th- these, these little guys' coats. I mean, today, it's, it's like that cool picture of, of you just standing out, big old smile right there. And, and, and it was there. later in years, my, my mom, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about we're adults, we're all married, and, and we're coming over to my parents' house, and and that year, my mom had made each one of us coats. Now, now, it, this this is you got to hang with me for a minute on this one. And um, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm raised up surfing. I mean, you know, my my family they were a bunch of they water skied, and I was like black sheep. You ski, I'm surfing. I mean, it's like everything opposite. I was going a different direction, but but I lived it and loved it. And my oldest sister, she married a surfer, a, a guy. You know, I mean, he's, you know, hobby wise. I mean, he surfed. And when, when Christmas comes, I mean, there's an opening of the gifts, and, and there's three guys, you know, my brother, myself, and my brother-in-law, and, and another brother-in-law, uh, well, four of us, excuse me, but, but when it opens it up, my brother-in-law has this awesome-looking jacket. I'm just like, man, that's pretty cool-looking. She's got these surf emblems on it, and it looks pretty good. And, and when I open mine up, mine has all this biblical stuff on it. <laughs> It, it, it's got, I mean, it, it's, it's got the menorah, you know, right here. It, it's, like, it's like the big stuff. And it looks like, it looks like a placard billboard that, that I'm going to walk. And, and, and everything inside of me goes, God, I wouldn't wear this in public. I wouldn't. And, and my heart sunk, and I despised the coat. I, 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 I literally was just, I was so disgusted because I wanted the surfer coat. I'm your son. I want the surfer's coat. But my mom had made me a coat that was different than anybody else's in my family. When I was born, right before that, before that, my, my sister, the eldest, four years older than I, they'd had a child right before that. My mom, uh, they lost the baby. And, and when there was a loss, there, there, were, there was a, a major loss. Uh, it devastated the family uh, with, with, with the number two. My mom had prayed and, and, and asked, said, Lord, if you give us another child, I'll dedicate this one to you. And, and I was the next one to be born. The coat that, that I wear, it was different than, than anybody else in my family. The call I have is, is different from anybody else. 
the day that the coat was given to me, even as, as, as an older young man, there wasn't the maturity of, look what God's given me, look what my mom's given me. It, it was like in my heart, it was like, God, I want to be like everybody else. But yet God said, there's something about what you've got. And see, that coat was, was, was to me, it was like, put it off. And after the hurricane, it, it went through the storm. But, but, but what happened is my mom, you know, she's going to be with Jesus. And that coat was not lost. I still have the coat. The coat went through a storm, but I have the coat. I've preserved the coat. The coat that God has for me, it, it's that which I didn't may not have liked what it looked like. May not have felt like it. May have been too big. It may have been looked like maybe someone else ought to wear that. But yet God designed the coat for me. That coat that my mom naturally made, it, it's, it's, it's that which was from her heart. The heart of God is a coat that's bigger than every one of us. The coat that the Lord loves, he said, I gave you my coat. I gave you my back of, of stripes. I gave you the cross. I fulfilled it. I gave you the steps that I'm going on. Family, I want to tell you that, that, that what God has for you, it may not look like what you wanted to wear. But if you'll follow him, he'll call you to walk into your destiny. I believe that this day, that it's not just like slipping on the wedding ring, but the vows have been made. The covenant is there. And the Lord's called you as dreamers to dream again. He's awakening you out of a sleep. And his soft, still quiet voice calls you. And he says, arise, my beloved, and follow me. And many have looked at, there's a glorious pasture. We'll go and we'll build a mammoth house. We'll go here. And we've looked for a mammoth destiny that was different than others. And yet God called us into a destiny that was different than anybody else could ever walk or fulfill. There were some choices where God said, some of you are going to minister one-on-one. Some of you will be like the Ananias that will go and will find the Saul. And that Paul will go and will minister to the nations for me. I'm sending a company of people that will believe me. And I'll call them to become feather light. I'm going to take the weights off of you. And you're going to begin to run and run a race that was not destined for anyone else. That which God has called for you, it never was meant for another man. It never was meant for another woman. That which the Lord chose for you, it's not a housewife's house coat. It's the king king's coat that he placed on you this day it's the garment of the supernatural that the lord said i love you will you abide in me if you'll abide in me and my word abides in you you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you when you ask for healings you wear the garment i've placed on you and my people will be healed i'm sending you out i'm turning you inside out as a company of believers that will go out and will wear it you're not wearing torn garments you're wearing that which the father has made you i didn't give you a hand-me-down i made it meticulously for for you individuals. As an individual, you wear it. It is bigger than you. It is costly. But I paid the price. The Lord Jesus paid the price for you. And now you are going to see that the honor of the king, you wear the king's coat. Family, you wear, and you need to know the coat that you wear. You need to know that like Samuel, you're called before your birthright. Your, your, your call is upon your life, and you're growing into it. The testimony of Christ is upon your lips, and you're being trained up even with the garment. There was an understanding before you're called into the priesthood but yet he didn't know the voice of God as Samuel but Samuel would know God's training you as a people that are lively stones with a new mobility there's a fulfillment in this house there's a destiny call it's not just the word destiny God didn't call you destiny he called you to a piece of people that are original that originate we came to hear the voice of God we have a mobility to where we're not locked in we're fashioned and formed in the image of Christ and we're going to walk outside if he says outside we're going to walk inside 
but we're not going to wear it, and we're not going to just take our garments off in the house, but we're going to walk in the assignment that God's given us. When the coat is placed on you as it was placed on Elisha, that coat was a training. He was being trained underneath his mentor. The Lord has given you his Holy Spirit. and said, I'll train you up. I will raise you up. Children of the Lord, we're children in the way of the walk. But he said, I'll raise you. I'll teach you. I'll teach you of my ways. We've known of the Lord, but now you're going to know the Lord. The Lord's placing the mantle on you, and it's abiding mantle. And that, if you'll understand it, it's that which God says receive of me if you'll stand up right now it's something about putting your arms up and letting the Lord place a coat over you that's bigger than any one of you it's about walking in the assignment that God gave you it's about the grace of God it's about when we surveyed the cross and we had an understanding but now we know there's something about now I know this day now I know what it is that he called me to he didn't just remind me but he said gently I awaken you to arise this day is it fulfilled as it was in my word that you'll wear that which is bigger and larger than you. You wear my word. You wear my name. You wear I, for I am with you. I'll not leave you. I'll not forsake you. My covenant is with you. Church, you abide in his love. You're sent as loved ones. Your loved ones shall go. Your loved ones shall be sent. He doesn't send a foreigner. He sends his loved ones. You are his loved ones to go love them to the kingdom of God. Go love them. I'm telling you that there's many miracles. There's multiple gifts, but the greatest of the gifts is love. He's sending you of a covenant of love. It's not damaged goods. You are not damaged goods. You're not a damaged coat. You're that which is designed by the Creator. The Creator who created the earth. Created the garment that you wear. It was nurtured by God Almighty. The Creator created you a coat. Created you in His image. Created you with that which He'd fashioned. He's called some apostles. He's called some prophets. He's called some even His teachers. He's called you into that which He said, now come, keep the coat, the garment that you wear. And it's the ministry of the king. Can you wear the garment that he gave for you? It's like a ring when one says, will you marry me? Will you wear my garment? Will you wear my ring? Will you wear my cross? Will you wear my word? Will you wear it wherever you go? Will you carry my word? Will you carry my promise? That's the call. He didn't call us into confusion. He called us to go and lay hands on those that are confused and they'll be in their right mind. He's carrying us into a generation that says, come. Those that have surveyed the cross from afar, he says, call them in and the understanding will come back. He's calling us as ones that will climb up. We're like Zacchaeus. We're small in our own sight, but we climb to see what is God going to do next. In this house is a change of transition. The house has open doors, and in the open doors, it's not just a back door, but these are receiving doors. And the Lord says, receive my beloved. Receive my coat. Receive my word. Receive my promise. I'm telling you, you didn't have a coat to lay. I didn't have a garment to come show you. I didn't have something to say, it looks like this. I came to tell you that you've got your own, and it's beautiful by the king. It's seamless. It's not like any other. It doesn't have the spots, but it was chosen by God. That which was given to Joseph, it was multicolored. He was a dreamer, not just a visionary. He was called with an assignment, given a gift. And God said, I placed a coat that would fulfill the gift that he would wear. He wears a covering. You wear a covering that's different. You have a fulfillment that that day as you place it on and you receive of the Lord, you begin to walk in the fulfillment. It's the beginning of the gifts. It's the beginning of the time that you say, now I see, now I know. On that day that the word was open and Jesus said, this day it's fulfilled. This day is a fulfillment of the garment that the Lord's placed on you. That which I give, says the Lord, I give to you freely. Freely you've received, now freely give. Father, I ask for your blessing on this house. I thank you for your people who are chosen by you in your name.
I thank you that you take them from the wilderness to that which they come to see. I thank you for the handmaidens and the servants. I thank you for your sons and for your daughters. I thank you for these who minister to you both night and day. I thank you, Father, that you didn't put us on a training camp telling us what we had to do, but you've given us a liberty in how to do it that we might freely worship you. Lord, I ask again that you would heal your people in this house. I ask purposely that you would set them free, even as the garment was placed as a sign upon that daughter this day. I thank you that you've purposely set a garment in this house and upon this house. I love you so much, and I thank you, Father, for the garments. I thank you, Father God, for the priest's garments, for the garments, for the humble garments, for the shepherd's garments. I thank you for the fisherman's coat. I thank you for the coats that you've given, Lord, that these would carry the promise. I ask that you would bless and that you would add to your people this day. I ask for help, deliverance, setting them free. Now open their eyes and heal the captives. Set them free, Lord. Loose the bands and let them wander no more. Promise of fulfillment this day, I ask. Amen. 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 Well, guys and gals, that, that's, that's what I felt that the Lord brought us here to do. Um, it's Sometimes it's unique in the calling and how. It's beautiful whenever you look at garments that are so beautiful and some people wear them outward and and you wear them inward. What a beautiful garment of, of an inward expression, an inward garment that's bigger than anything. You wear the love of God. Uh, you're the light. You, you are the light on a hill.